A few weeks back, I launched a Patreon page for people who wanted to help support this show. And as one of the key perks, I decided to create a daily private podcast. Now, that private podcast is called The Daily Special. Episodes are released every single weekday. They're all five minutes long. So just short, snackable content where I share tips, tools, and tactics, uh, things you can implement right away into your business. Uh, I've come to really love the format of that show. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I talk really fast. Uh, So far, we've got about a dozen patrons over there on Patreon, but I want to continue growing that community. So To entice you to come join us, I'm going to share the first week of episodes with you here this week on this podcast, right? So each week we focus on a different theme, then each day uh, is a different aspect uh, around that theme. So uh, you can listen every single day or you can save them all up and listen to them uh, on like a Saturday, listen to them one, two, three, four, five, all in a row. Anyone who joins the Patreon community will get a unique link uh, so that you can go listen to them in in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever. Wherever you get your regular podcast from, you'll be able to access the entire back catalog. Today, I'm sharing five back-to-back episodes that all add up to 25 minutes of fun. I hope you enjoy this special episode of Restaurant Strategy. It's really the daily special, and I hope it entices you to become a part of the Patreon community. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. My goal is to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. For me, it's all about helping you think differently about your business and then giving you the tools you need to be able to implement this stuff into your business right away. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know what I always love to say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Uh, every episode usually ends with some sort of assignment, some some challenge to, uh, to try to implement this stuff into your day-to-day. Uh, you'll see there are five quick back-to-back episodes of the Daily Special on today's episode, so I challenge you to take something from this episode and implement that, whatever it is, just something uh, to implement it into your business. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a website, e-commerce, and marketing platform for restaurants. Over 6,000 restaurants worldwide rely on Bento Box to drive high-margin revenue and connect with guests through those websites. These days, of course, you need a stylish website, but you also need one that can drive revenue. Bento Box understands that because they are a platform created exclusively for restaurants. I've worked on the platform. You know that I love to recommend this platform. To get started, go visit getbento.com slash restaurant strategy. Listeners of the show will receive 50% off their setup fee when they sign up by March 29th. Again, that's G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash restaurant strategy. Now, without further ado, the first five episodes of The Daily Special, it is our new private podcast available only to Patreon supporters. I hope you guys enjoy this.
Hey there, my name is Chip Close. I am your host. This is the very first episode of The Daily Special, a bite-sized daily podcast where I share specific tips, tools, and tactics to help chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. So if restaurant strategy is about high-level strategic thinking, it's about uh, mindset shifts and new perspectives, then this is simply the flip side of that coin. It's about getting into the nitty-gritty. And each day, we're going to focus in on a specific area so we can pick that apart. Five minutes go on the clock, and I promise never to go over. This week, we're talking all about revenue, specifically about ways to grow check average, right? This is one of the best metrics available uh, for tracking the health and growth of your restaurant. Over the course of the week, I'm going to share a bunch of different ideas with you. And today, I'd love to start off with product knowledge. Before we dive in, though, let's talk about what check average is. Make sure we're all on the same page. You're simply going to look at a given night, take the sales for that night, divide that by the number of covers you had on that night. That gives you a per person average. You want to know, uh, on average, how much each guest spent in your restaurant. In the restaurants, we simply call that check average. Now, when we talk about uh, product knowledge, right, anyone in sales will tell you it's an important first step to success. The better you know what you're selling, the more confident you're going to be and confidence sells. So waiters, bartenders, hosts, managers, these are all client-facing positions and you need to make sure that all of them know the product they're selling so that they can speak confidently about it. This starts right from the beginning. On the first day of training, you want to make sure to deliver an employee handbook, a service manual, and menu descriptions. Make sure the new employee understands that they are responsible for the information in those documents. If you come prepared, it's going to show them the kind of place that they work. Put education front and center during the training process. Uh, quiz throughout the week if you need to, uh, just to make sure they're coming along. Uh, and doesn't have to be very hard. Maybe at the end of the first night, you want to make sure they know the address, the uh, the phone number, the name of the chef, the name of the general manager. Maybe by the end of day two, you want to make sure they know all the uh, the position numbers, the seat numbers. Uh, you want them to know how many beers you have on tap. You understand what I'm saying? Is that over the course of the week, make sure they're coming along, and then before they go on the floor, you got to give them a test. You got to make sure they've absorbed all of the knowledge that's required to be an ambassador for your brand, uh, to be a successful salesperson on your floor. Beyond that, then I want you to create a culture where product knowledge is celebrated. So during uh, pre-shift lineups, right? During a pre-shift meeting, I always recommend that you quiz the staff partially to make sure that they know what they're selling, right? But also to help out the other people on the staff. Because maybe you're going to ask someone to describe the new halibut dish and someone else will hear the way that that person describes it and they'll adopt some of that language into how they describe it. Maybe it'll open up a conversation about the best way to talk about that halibut dish, the best way to sell it. Do what you can to set your staff up for success. Provide opportunities uh, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis for continuing education. Maybe that's uh, weekly wine tastings or, or uh, weekly food classes. Whatever it is, make sure that you're giving them tools to use. But then also make sure to communicate expectations. I am giving you all of these tools, menu descriptions, food classes, wine tastings, and I expect you to retain that knowledge use that knowledge to elevate the guest experience and help pass that knowledge on to the newer staff members. 
Product knowledge is absolutely key. It is at the heart of everything we do. If your people don't know what they're selling, how can they possibly sell it or upsell it? That's what I wanted to talk about today. I will see you tomorrow. Hey there, my name is Chip Close. I'm your host. This is The Daily Special, a bite-sized daily podcast. It's unscripted, where I share specific tips, tools, and tactics to help chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. This week, we're talking all about growing check average, and on today's episode, I want to talk about your menu. It is the one document that every single person gets, and it can be a very valuable tool. I want to share 10 things I've learned about menu design and formatting and layout that I think you might find helpful. Number one, not always true, but often the first and last item in a given category will sell more than all of the items in between. Number two, remember, English is read left to right, top to bottom. The eye naturally starts in the top left corner of the menu. It zips over to the top right corner before landing somewhere in the middle of the page. We do not start at the top and read to the bottom as if we would were reading a book. That's not how it works. So be aware of that. You've got to draw the, uh, the eye to where you want them to go. Likewise, let's think about in a place like Israel, right? Where, where Hebrew is the language. Uh, Hebrew is read right to left, top to bottom. So you'd simply reverse the order. Or again, we look at another culture, look in China. China's read top to bottom, left to right. Again, that's going to change uh, how a menu would be laid out. Number three, remember, less is more. Embrace the white space. Number four, call-outs are a great way to draw diners' attention to where you want them to go. Some things to consider. Put boxes around items. Include graphics or photos throughout the menu. Use icons or arrows anywhere to lead the eye where you want it to go. Number five, a premium offering works in two key ways. First, simply by offering it, you will get sales, right? That will help uh, pad your check average. It's also going to help you identify big spenders. And secondly, its existence will make other items seem much more reasonably priced. Think about this in terms of like a wine list, right? You look at a, a page of California cabs, right? And there are wines for 100, 200, 300, 800, 1800. Well, suddenly that $1,800 wine makes the $800 wine uh, not so bad, or the $300 wine uh, seem kind of um, moderately priced. It it works the same uh, in just about every area of your menu. Number six, consider listing cocktails or beverages like, like wines by the glass on the first page of your menu. It's the first thing you want people to order, so let the menu help guide them to where you want to guide them. Number seven, sometimes it's best to pull a signature item from the menu altogether. This gives the servers a chance to really do their job and and talk about it and, and get the guests excited about that dish. Number eight, assume that everyone coming in for dinner will order an appetizer and an entree. Your job then is to find ways to get them to order something else beyond what they were expecting to consume. There are a million ways to do this. We're gonna talk about this more later in the week, but keep that in mind. Number nine, does your menu provide opportunities for the servers to upsell? Again, we're going to talk about this later in the week too, but you've got to build that into your menu. Finally then, number 10, psychology is a huge factor when it comes to menu design, especially uh, in relation to pricing. So I recommend two things, lose the dollar sign and get rid of the decimal point. The only times we ever come across decimal points and dollar signs 
is when we're considering cost. So when possible, we don't want to remind people of the price they're paying. So instead of $9.95, simply list it as $10. Though if you are going to charge $10 for something, you might as well just charge $12, right? Because going from single digits to double digits is a big jump, at least psychologically. And once you're already there, you might as well make your money's worth, literally. That's all I wanted to talk about today. Menu design can have a profound impact on Check Average. Thanks again. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey there, everyone. My name is Chip Close. I am your host. This is The Daily Special, a bite-sized daily podcast where I share specific tips, tools, and tactics to help chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. This week, we're talking all about growing check average. On Monday, we started off talking about product knowledge and how important that was. Yesterday, we talked all about menu design and how uh, how your menu can really be a tool to work for you uh, to help you grow check average. On today's episode, I want to talk about stories and specifically how we use stories to sell. I want to kick off this conversation uh, by talking about wine. I think it's the best way to illustrate this. So, uh, so walk with me. Uh, so we're sitting down at the table. Uh, we open the wine list and we want a bottle of California Cab. So we flip to that page in the wine list and there we are. We're faced with a, a whole bunch of Cabernets that uh, all come from Napa Valley. Now there's a fact uh, that, that we don't often admit to ourselves, let alone to our guests, uh, but the wines on that page have far more similarities then they do differences, right? So they're all from Napa, California. They're all Cabernet Sauvignon. So full-bodied red wines, lots of tannin, lots of fruit, lots of structure. But of course, they have wildly different price points. So why should I spend this when I can just spend that? That's what your guest is going to ask you, right? They're going to ask you between, uh, you know, how to decide between two wines. Or you're going to suggest a wine to them and they're going to say, well, why is that so expensive? Obviously, there are stylistic differences. There are different methods, different winemakers. There are different vineyard sites within Napa Valley, right? Not all of Napa uh, is created equal. But more often than not, uh, we're not going to talk about the, the technical logistics of, of how a given wine's made. Um, we're not going to talk about fermentation or, you know, oak aging or, or, or this and that, right? More often than not, the way to sell a wine is by using a story, by, by knowing something about the, um, the history of the, of the winemaker, uh, the history of the label, the, the design on the label, the, the other wines they put out, the, the pedigree uh, you know, of the winemaker. Uh, those are stories that sell because the bottom line is wine is a luxury good. For, for the most part, you know, when we're talking about fine dining, let's say, uh, we're talking about a luxury good. Why is this chicken more than uh, the chicken at, at Boston? in market, well, there's a, there's a story there, right? Yes, there's more quality. Yes, there's, you know, um, um, you know, more skill involved in creating a certain dish. But at the end of the day, it's chicken. I can get chicken there or I can get chicken here. It's about telling the story. So likewise, if we do, if we take this from uh, the wine conversation and we talk about food, uh, think about steak. Uh, on the Restaurant Strategy podcast, I've talked about Nyman Ranch a bunch uh, because there's a really great story that goes along with that. Uh, and it, it illustrates this, uh, this point uh, also really well, right? So Bill Nyman founded Nyman Ranch uh, in the late 70s um, as a way of kind of combating the industrialization of uh, the beef industry, right? The, you know, the way cattle were raised and slaughtered and, and prepared. And, and butchered. Um, he just thought there was a better way of doing it. And so um, so Nyman Ranch uh, is a cooperative of all these different ranchers and farmers who agree to adhere to a certain set of guidelines. And they're very strict guidelines. It's, you know, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, uh, grass-fed, 
beef. They're humanely slaughtered. Um, there, there are things that they have to uh, adhere to. So when you see Nyman Ranch on a menu, and you're going to get this right from a guest, they're going to say, well, this steak is 50 bucks, but then the Nyman Ranch steak is 75 bucks. Why should I spend the extra $25, right? You're going to tell them about the quality and the lengths that uh, the company goes to to ensure that quality rather than just saying, well, they're really good quality beef. You can tell them a story that illustrates that really, really well. You can say hormone-free, antibiotic-free, grass-fed. There's farms and ranches all over the American West. That's one way to help justify the price, to to get them excited uh, about that uh, about that product, right? And that's the same no matter what we're selling, even at lower end items as well, right? Why should I get the calamari here versus there, right? You got to have a story behind that. Why should I come to this restaurant as opposed to that restaurant? There should be a story behind it. The bottom line is stories sell. If you help identify uh, those stories, uh, you're going to arm your servers, your bartenders, your managers uh, with the tools to make you more money. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Tactics for growing check average. Use those stories to sell. Hey there, everyone. My name is Chip Close. I am your host. This is the Daily Special, a bite-sized daily podcast where I share specific tips, tools, and tactics to help chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. This week, we're starting off the show by talking all about uh, how to grow revenue, specifically how to grow check average. Uh, On Monday, we started talking about the importance of product knowledge. On Tuesday, we were talking about menu design and formatting and how that that menu can really be a tool to help drive more revenue. Yesterday, we were talking about using stories to sell. Uh, And then today, I'm going to talk about something really weird. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I want to talk about table maintenance, right? Good service can also help you sell more. So what do I mean by table maintenance, right? Table maintenance really has to do with the server being aware of what's going on on the table. Where are they in their meal? What sort of things do they need? How can you offer them the things that they need? Which of course equates to how can you sell them the things that they need, right? So when people are almost finished a glass of wine, you wanna be right there to say, hey, I see you're almost finished with that wine. Can I go ahead and get you another glass? Or when they're finished with their cocktail, you want to get that empty glass out of their hands so that they realize, oh, I don't have anything here. I don't have a drink. I need a new drink. That's the best way to get a second beverage sale. And second beverage sales are the single best way to increase check average. If people are going to come in and have a drink, you want them to get another. You want them to get another. And I'm not talking about over serving. I'm saying when they're done with one thing, you got to get in there and offer them something else, right? So they're finished with their cocktail. Maybe they're ready for wine. They're finished with their wine. Maybe they want another bottle of wine. They're finished with that wine. Maybe it's time for coffee or an after dinner drink. By being on top of the table and understanding where they are in their meal and and, and how how they're uh, how they need to be served, you can help uh, sell them more, serve them more, right? And, and this is where uh, selling and serving really align, because by selling we're we're serving, right? By by giving them things that we do really well, things that we offer, uh, we're, we're helping them have a better uh, experience. We're improving that experience, right? So. Table maintenance can be a really key way to growing check average. And that happens all throughout the meal, right? The faster we can greet the table, the faster we can get a drink uh, in their hands. The sooner we can take that order, the sooner we can get the bottle of wine on the table. The sooner we can pour out that wine, the sooner we can get another bottle of wine on the table. 
if we can clear entrees quickly and present them with dessert menus quickly, it doesn't give them time to sit back and say, oh, I'm too stuffed, never mind, I don't really want uh, dessert, right? By getting right on there, by, by, by keeping that, that uh, table moving, you're actually going to be selling more. That's what I wanted to talk about today, how table maintenance can really help uh, grow check average. Uh, your servers have to be focused on that. Your managers then uh, should make sure that the servers know that they are responsible for that. They should keep on them, right? The owner makes sure that the managers know how important this is. The managers make sure that the servers are executing it on a nightly basis. Again, growing check average from uh, $40 a head to $45 a head might not seem like a lot, but it'll make a profit found difference when you start adding that up over the course of a week, a month, or a year. Thank you very much, guys. I will see you tomorrow. Hey there, my name is Chip Close. I am your host. This is The Daily Special, a bite-sized daily podcast where I share specific tips, tools, and tactics to help chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. This week, we're kicking the show off by talking all about revenue, specifically how to grow check average. We started off on Monday talking all about uh, product knowledge, how important that is. On Tuesday, we talked about menu design, different ideas uh, to keep in mind uh, about layout and formatting. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, we talked all about stories and how we use stories to sell. That really goes hand in hand with product knowledge. Yesterday, we talked about table maintenance, about how important it is to stay on the table to, to uh, be right there for second beverage sales. And today I want to talk about ways to upsell. You should be building in ways, uh, opportunities uh, for your staff to upsell. I want to use McDonald's as an example because they did this brilliantly, right? With their line, we all know it. Would you like fries with that? Your guests are coming in uh, for dinner, let's say, expecting to get, let's say, an appetizer and an entree, just like with McDonald's, right? McDonald's, back in the day, Ray Kroc famously uh, came up with the fries and, and he put fries on the menu because he said, everyone's coming in for a burger and a soda. What else can we sell them on? What else can we sell them on? So he wanted something that was cheap, easy, that could be like a side dish, a good accompaniment uh, that could obviously uh, freeze easily, travel easily, and be uh, brought up to temperature, cooked easily, thrown in the fryer and so his answer to that his solution was fries would you like fries with that but what he understood was that every person coming in there was going to get a burger and a soda and he needed to try and upsell them to something else to, to talk them into something else and if he could do that little by little one guest at a time he would make more and more and more money so i want you to apply that mcdonald's philosophy would you like fries with that to your restaurant. Again, your guests are coming in and they're expecting to have an appetizer and an entree. Your job then is to sell them things they weren't necessarily expecting to buy. And you do this not by pushing it on them, but by enticing them to order more, to order something that they hadn't expected. Your menu can do this. Your servers can do this. The dishes themselves can do this. So then let's talk about some key opportunities. Let's talk about this, right? So your menu, by, by using little call-outs and things on the menu, we can draw people's attention to something that they weren't necessarily expecting to buy. For example, maybe you've got a steak for two. We put that in a box and put that at the bottom of the table. And so uh, so the guy that was going to get the steak, and there's another guy, right, the other couple, and he says, oh, I'll get steak. And so suddenly the steaks are $40 each, or they've got a $95 porterhouse. Well, you've just 
upsold them. Instead of the two guys each getting a stake for $80, you've upsold them to the $95 stake. They have a shared experience and they're getting something out of the ordinary, something they didn't expect. They're going to talk about it. They're going to they're gonna rave about it and hopefully they're going to love it, right? Your servers can do this as well, right? This is how you use the uh, the daily features, daily specials, right? You have a couple of items that are special, unique, above and beyond, and hopefully they're a little bit more expensive than your regular items on your menu because they're going to be able to sell it with passion and energy and confidence, right? This, again, goes back to product knowledge. The more they know that product, the better they are uh, at understanding it and communicating that, the more they're going to be able to sell it. So all if all your entrees are 24 or 26 dollars um, why not have a special that's 28 or 30 dollars if you trust your servers enough uh, to get the the uh, the guests really excited about it and then finally how the dishes themselves can do this right if you've got a really beautiful looking dish right a really dramatic looking you know i think back in the day those big uh, shellfish towers right shellfish towers uh, just by virtue of how they look, they look really big and dramatic on the table, they help sell more shellfish towers. So if I'm a server at your table and I go over and say, hey, we've got this really beautiful shellfish tower, people are like, oh, okay, but they can't visualize it. They're not they're not sold on it yet. But then they see one walking through the dining room or landing on the table uh, you know, just next to them. Well, then it's going to urge them. It's going to entice them to uh, to order one. Likewise, with a dramatic-looking dessert or you know, a cocktail or, or something like that. We've all been faced with this, right? But make sure there are opportunities for your staff to upsell, for your menu to upsell. Make sure that you're trying to sell people on things they weren't necessarily expecting. And again, the beauty of this is that you're improving the guest experience. That's it. Thank you for a great week. I will see all you guys next week. That's it for this week. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. The daily special uh, episodes drop every single weekday. Uh, it is available to uh, anyone of our Patreon uh, supporters. Uh, if you like the show, if you find value from the things that I talk about here, uh, these are the three ways you can help pay it forward. Number one, spread the word about this podcast. Forward this episode to three people who you think might get something out of it. Number two, go leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Help boost us up in the rankings. It really is a great way to help us grow our audience. And then finally, number three, of course, go support us on Patreon. $5, that's it. $5 gives you access to this new private podcast called The Daily Special. Thank you for being here. Stay cool, stay creative, and I will see you next week.